0: He's a trigger warning waiting to happen. Wow, God, it? We'll this is the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh.
1: My sister's back. Ugh. I'm dieting. I'm not allowed to have booze till the end of February. My wife doesn't want to touch me because I had a Pikachu hanging out of my navel. Oh, yeah. And I throw out my back shoveling snow. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Art Rooney the second put up his bat signal yesterday. Did his State of the Steelers address. Also hopped around a couple of different radio stations and shows this morning, including the DVE morning show. One thing's for certain, Ben Roethlisberger wants to be around for the next couple of years, even beyond his two-year contract that he's got right now. If Ben's in the fold for three more years, then the focus needs to be on the present and the present only. This means not investing in a maybe player, but having sure things. For me, it, it means you keep all the offensive weapons in place. You bring back Le'Veon Bell, you know what he can give you. You bring back Martavis Bryant, you got a good idea of what he can bring you. You bring in other running backs, you bring in another wide receiver, you don't know what the production's going to be like. You don't know how they can fit with the players the Steelers have around them. Sure, you could bring in Deion Lewis. You'd have to overpay, first of all, because the guy's been in a couple of championships and he's thought of as pretty darn good. If it was a guy that's not Deion Lewis, well, what's he going to bring to the table? It's a maybe. Don't build your team around maybes. Not when you need to win now. When you go out and try to sign a wide receiver, if you have to replace Martavis Bryant if you trade him away, you don't know what that guy's going to bring to the table. The Steelers need to build for now, and the Steelers need to build for now with guys who are almost certainties. When it comes to the draft, the Steelers shouldn't be looking for projects. They should be looking for players that they think can come in and make a contribution right away. Artie Burns came in and played. Sean Davis came in and played. Javon Hargrave, T.J. Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cam Sutton. They all fit that bill. Draft players who can help now keep the offensive core around Ben Roethlisberger because the window is closing, and nobody knows what's coming afterward. It's the dark ages. You can make the same case for the Cleveland Browns. Pardon me, Cleveland Cavaliers. You can never make that case for the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they got this year for sure with LeBron. So they dismantle their entire roster trying to win right now. That also, in their mind, helps them keep LeBron James around for the future. The Steelers kind of did the same thing when they got rid of Todd Haley. Keeps Ben around. Now you got to make moves that help Ben while he's here. You got to give Ben the pieces he needs to win a Lombardi Trophy. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. There was a mock draft the other day that had the Steelers drafting a quarterback in the first round, even if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to be here for the next three years. I'd say that's an awful decision. Use that first-round pick on a player who can help the team win the championship right now with Ben Roethlisberger. Do everything you can. If it means sacrificing the future, if it means not being great for a couple of years after Ben, fine. Do whatever it takes to win right the bleep now. Tim Benz from the Tribble joined me coming up. In 15 minutes on the Crowley Show. Joe Rutter also trib live at 5 o'clock. And Jesse Marshall talking pens at 540 from The Athletic. Art Rooney, the on the DV morning show today, admitted that he was rooting for the New England Patriots to lose in the Super Bowl. He should have been. He wants his franchise to have more Super Bowl trophies than their franchise. But he also said it's more important to stay ahead of them by winning, than it is to root for them to lose. And he's right. He's damn right. Art Rooney II also told the DVE Morning Show that Mike Tomlin is a good coach and that he's going to be kept around. And he said, you look at Mike's overall record and you start to look around and it's always easy for people to say to get rid of your coach. But okay, who are you hiring next? There's another part to that question that people don't want to get into. I'm very comfortable that Mike is our coach, and I'm happy that Mike is our coach, and I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, end quote. I agree with Art Rooney II that you shouldn't get rid of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is a good head coach. Mike Tomlin is one of the best head coaches in the National Football League. But I can't stand when people, anybody, a fan, an executive, anybody, says, well, who are you going to hire? Who's out there that's better? Well, when... Bill Cowher retired. The Steelers hired a little-known guy named Mike Tomlin. No one knew who the bleep he was. He was a defensive coordinator. He was shooting up the ranks, but he was only a one-year defensive coordinator before he became a head coach. There are coaches that are hired all the time that you don't know what they could do, and you wouldn't exactly think that they could do it better. Mike Sullivan coach to the minors here in Pittsburgh. He was a scout for the Blackhawks, but before that, when he was a coach, He got canned. Is he going to be better than Dan Bilesma, the guy that we jettisoned out of town to bring in Mike Johnston? I don't love when people say, who are they going to hire next? Who's better? Tell me right now. Who's in the market? Who's better? Who's better? Who's better? Who's better? That's the job of the executives to determine who can come in and lead the football team better. But I've always found that to be a lame defense. Mike Tomlin's a great head coach. They should absolutely not get rid of him. But let's not pretend like we all knew who Mike Tomlin was when they hired him in the first place. 4129222874. James Harrison ruined his legacy here in Pittsburgh to win absolutely nothing. I'm happy things didn't work out for him. I know I was rooting for New England in the Super Bowl because I didn't want to see Philly get all happy. But now that we're removed from it, I get to be really happy that James Harrison fell flat on his face. Here's what Art Rooney II had to say about James Harrison. Quote, I don't want to get into the details of what was discussed about it. I will just say that it was disappointing when you have a player who had the type of career James had here and have it end this way, end quote. He was also asked by the TV Morning Show whether or not James Harrison would be a possible coach later on. Five years down the road, if he came to the Steelers, would they have been able to mend their relationship by then? And it was responded to by Art Rooney II kind of lukewarmly. The relationship between James Harrison and the Pittsburgh Steelers currently is strained, to say the least. And in fact, there's really not a relationship right now. You don't often get to walk out on your own terms. You don't often get to have a clean break. In a relationship, whether it's romantically or businesslike, it doesn't always go down the way you want it to go down. You get fired. You get dumped. Hey, even if you say you have an amicable breakup, it still sucks when she's out sleeping with someone else. James Harrison gets cut. He's sleeping in meetings. He goes off to the biggest rival the Steelers have right now, or at least the bill, the, the biggest block that's in the way of them building to another championship. They don't like James anymore, and they shouldn't. I don't have a problem with the way that it went down from a Steelers standpoint. You've heard me say that before. He proved in the Super Bowl to me that he can't play. But James Harrison, going to New England, not winning anything, and tarnishing his legacy, he's probably too... Prideful to admit that he made a mistake, but bro, you made a damn mistake. 412-922-2874. nine two 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 eight seven four. I'm rooting very hard for Phil Kessel to win the Art Ross Trophy. I love Sid, love Gino. I'm a big Pens fan. Let's be real here. Transparency, the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I want to see them do well. Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin have brought me great joy in my life. As has Phil Kessel over the last couple of years, they've brought me more joy. I'd like to see Phil Kessel succeed because Phil Kessel's me, man. Phil Kessel's you. Phil Kessel's the everyman. He looks like us. Sidney Crosby did not look like us. You see him take his shirt off? You see him at the parade last year? He was drinking water. Everyone else is pounding brews. Sidney Crosby's sitting there with a the damn Aquafina. Sidney Crosby is an athlete. He's an athlete's athlete. Phil Kessel's one of us. This is not to say that Sidney Crosby approaches things the wrong way. He doesn't, obviously. Genie Malkin, really good shape, highly skilled. Phil Kessel, quirky, awkward, funny, but weird. I'm describing myself. Quirky, awkward, funny, but weird. And if you don't take care of yourself, sometimes the extra pound it shows up too. Feels a little thick for a hockey player, and that's okay. I can root for people who look like me. I can root for people who remind me of myself. And that's why, out of the three people who could win the scoring title with a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey on, that's the guy I'm pulling for. What say you? 412-922-2874. I don't know if he's the most likely to win it, but he's certainly, he's sure as bleep, the guy that I'm rooting for to win it. There's been some talk over the last couple of days about what trade chips the Penguins do have. Here's one dude I'm saying not to trade. Upon further review, Tristan Jari. The last two years, the Penguins have needed multiple goaltenders to win the Stanley Cup. You go back two years, they needed three. Jeff Zatkoff, Matt Murray, Marc-Andre Fleury. Last year, Marc-Andre Fleury and Matt Murray. This year, do you trust Matt Murray's ability to stay healthy? I don't. I think Matt Murray's a damn good goaltender. I think he's starting to play his best hockey right now. But you can't count on him being healthy. Marc-Andre Fleury was putting up 55 games a year with Pittsburgh and winning 35 of them. And Matt Murray, even though he's got a couple of Stanley Cups, has never done that. I don't know if he can stay healthy. And Tristan Jari has a hell of a lot of pedigree. You've got two goaltenders with pedigree, two goaltenders I think you can count on, and that's been incredibly important for Pittsburgh over the last two years. If you're going to move one of the guys, maybe you move to Smith. Maybe you move the monster who's playing overseas right now. But you can't trade Tristan Jari. Sorry, can't do it. And I haven't seen enough out of Casey DeSmith to think, oh, this guy's just as good as Tristan Jari. This guy can be successful in the National Hockey League. Jari had pedigree, and he's been successful. DeSmith, no pedigree, yet he's been successful. I'm always going to trust pedigree over non-pedigree. And yeah, that would make Tristan Jari more attractive in trades than Casey DeSmith. But it's also the reason why I want him to remain here in Pittsburgh. 412-922-2874. Tonight, the Winter Olympics begin. Yeah, baby! I love the damn Winter Olympics. I do. One of my favorite things about the Winter Olympics? Hockey. And it still remains one of my favorite things about the Winter Olympics, even though there aren't going to be any professionals there. And in fact, I might be one of the weird ones on this, But I'm anti-NHL players being in the Olympics from an NHL standpoint. Why would Gary Bettman want his players over there? What good does it do the league? It interrupts the schedule. That sucks. Players can get hurt. The Olympics don't spend the money for the players to get there. And it doesn't convert any viewers. That's always the argument. You put these guys on TV. You let them flash their skill. You let people see what the highest level of hockey is, and then more people will start watching the National Hockey League. Well, in every Olympic year, I went back and looked at the ratings, they don't convert one viewer. There's no ratings bump because of the Olympics. People like Olympic hockey because they like being patriotic. People don't watch soccer in this country. It's growing. I understand that. But people love the United States... World Cup team, why? Because they love the United States. It doesn't mean people are going to start tuning into the MLS with higher frequency. People do not watch more NHL hockey because the Olympics is played that year. It does not happen. I've looked at the numbers. If it did, then NBC would be pushing real hard for NHL players to have been there, yes? NBC would say, man, it'll help our ratings later on when we have the Stanley Cup. So we need to push the NHL into sending players overseas. Well, it didn't happen because the ratings don't go up. There's nothing in it for the National Hockey League. Nothing. It makes zero sense. And I'm all about the amateurs anyhow. Phrasing? Phrasing? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Joe Rudder of the Trib, talking about Art Rooney the second coming up at five o'clock. Jesse Marshall at five forty talking about Phil Kessel and the scoring race coming up next. Tim Benz talking about God knows what. It's the Crowley Show. My life sucks, I'm not eating anything good, I'm not drinking, I'm not getting any because I've got this Pikachu wound in my navel, Tim Ben's going through most of the same stuff that I part, am.
0: no, that part I have nothing to do with. Not the Pika- pierced navel? Pikachu wound?
1: Yeah, I had my navel pierced.
0: I knew about that, but you put a Pikachu uh, yes. piercing in there? Yes. Boy, that's an extra mile that you didn't have to go.
1: Apparently I was supposed to keep it in for two weeks. I already took it out. My wife said she didn't want to touch me as long as it was in, so the second she said that, see you, Pika. Was
0: it that or was the extra human growing out of your head?
1: Yeah, the cyst is back.
0: So this is something you've talked about on the air before. I'm not, like, selling you out too much because you're starting to look like that character on South Park, the school nurse that had the extra baby growing out of her head. It wouldn't be that bad to have a co-host. I, don't, I can't remember the baby talked. I don't think the baby talked in South Park. I, I thought you got punched at West Virginia at the basketball game or something. Like there's this shading going on there. I noticed it under the bill of your cap, which you're pulling down shockingly low. It's not a bad look for you. I just kind of noticed it was different. Then I noticed the bruising underneath the lid of the cap. That's bad.
1: Should I just tell everyone I went to the Clareton game? The messing yeah, game?
0: That's probably better. which side were you on before the
1: benches cleared and then the stands cleared? I'm just the kind of guy who wants to get a piece of someone. So
0: I wasn't rooting for anybody. I just wanted to be in the middle of the fray. Well, if you're dieting and I was told about this because for the first time in my life, I'm, it's never dieting if you watch what you eat. Like, if you just watch what you eat, then you're never dieting, Mm-mm. right? But when you get off the rails, as I got off the rails when I was in Los Angeles the last time I talked to you, like, I did things to my body that offended me. Opioids? Like, n- no, no. I mean, nothing illicit, nothing more than what I normally do, which is eat not great and then drink way too much. Like, I do that when I'm on vacation. And I got home. I just couldn't look at myself. I, I, we were taking pictures and things. Like, I just looked disgusting in the pictures. With my clothes on, I looked awful. So I'm, for the first time in my life, dieting. And I have to call it dieting now because, A, I'm older. And, B, it's not just about being healthy, right? It's like I am now crashing to try to make myself look better. You're trying to get back to the glory days of Tim failed, No, no, that'll never happen again. I've just failed to maintain So when you fail to maintain, which is eating healthy all the time, you're just maintaining like the body that God gave you, right? When you get off that track and you're trying to get it back right again, then you're dieting. And for the first time in my life, I'm dieting and I'm mad. I did the exact
1: same thing. I'm going through the exact same thing. you heard
0: about the Atkins flu? No. Like if you apparently, I'm not doing exactly Atkins. I'm just eating greens and protein and that's it. That's exactly what I'm doing, by the way. Like natural fruit. Yes. And that's it. That's all I'm ingesting in my body right now, for the most part. And then I was told if you do that, don't be surprised if you feel sick. You'll get the Atkins flu. Like you get this draggy, almost pain, like. and I have them, like pains, like body ache. Because I guess your body is now not burning carbs. It's burning just protein, and when it runs out of protein, it starts burning fat. And that's what gives you the ache or something to that effect.
1: This explains so much. Because Look
0: up Atkins flu on Google. It's it makes not a lot more sense. for me.
1: It's not the Atkins flu, although I, I suppose it's probably the same thing. We're doing this diet called the Whole Thirty. You and your wife, me and my wife. You have to do it together because she's watching TV. This is us at night, sobbing our eyes out and eating a pint of ice cream, and I need to eat some of the ice cream too. So she needed to diet in order for me to diet. Not that she needed to diet. I should probably let me, let me just say a quick aside. I, w-
0: I would gladly go on a hunger strike if it took this is us off the air. But go ahead.
1: It's crying porn. We'll get to that. I am doing Whole30, which is the same thing you're talking about, but it's all natural. You're not allowed to eat any sugars that aren't naturally occurring. You're not allowed to eat any carbs. And what they say is, after the first three or four days or so, your body is so used to consuming the sugar and the carbs that you actually wake up feeling like you're hungover. In the first two days, I woke up and I felt like I had a hangover headache. I also have the shakes, but... I'm not sure what that's about.
0: I'm at the point where I would snort a line of sugar and mainline a Michelob light if I had the opportunity. That's how desperate I am for sugar and alcohol at this point. It's really oh, hard, man. Yeah. And are, you're back on the workout grind? I've been, I haven't worked out this dedicated since football season started. Well, started. Yeah, the offseason ended. Football season started. Latrobe. I do recall
1: last week you were in a gym in Los Angeles when you talked yes, to us. Yes, I was
0: because I was already starting to hate <laughs> myself. But it was Thursday, and by that point I had done enough damage to my body that it started to become irreversible. And then we went out and reset the record that we just set the night before for alcohol consumption. So that lasted about four hours.
1: These last two months, Tim, I've worked out the hardest I've worked out in my entire life, but I ate maybe the worst that I've eight in the last yeah, two you years
0: justified because you burning do calories it's the dumbest starving. thing ever
1: i would have had that damn six pack if i just would have done this diet when i was working out hard now that i'm doing the diet i'm not working out half as hard and i can't motivate myself to do both at the same time you i'm the, the damn worst you have the atkins flu
0: that must be it yeah I, I like to have the built-in excuse so that's good i think what we should do is you and i should like stay in line on this together and then when we reach the end date and we reach our goal weight we should go out in the middle of uh, Point State Park with a microphone, each of us dressed up in our mummers' outfits like Jason Kelsey. And even though no one's there, just scream into a microphone for 15 minutes like he did.
1: Just get bombed and start going, Murray, Flurry, <laughs> Murray, Flurry. Tim Benz, Trib Live, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Now, Tim, you have to get a drug test today, yes? Yes.
0: I'm going for my first P test. Well, I, I should take that back. I took one P test before when I was like 23. That's the great thing about radio. You don't have to do that. I've never had, like, I can't believe I have to do one of these. I'm nervous
1: about it. Are
0: you nervous because of what you put in
1: your body in Los Angeles? No, I'm nervous. That opioids. I able- no, no, no. I'm no. calling it opioids for Benji.
0: i I told you about my last pot smoking experience on the air where I saw Ren and Stimpy in real life. And not, unless that is still in my system. And I beat the last P-test that I took four years after that. So I'm pretty sure it's out of my system now. But I just don't know if I can go because I'm not drinking as much. <laughs> I'm not needing to go to the bathroom as often. So You're not is, drinking a lot of water? I should be drinking more water. You just yeah. I'm, I'm
1: on TB12 right now with the amount of water I'm drinking. And these things that I got right now, I got one of these from Trader Joe's. It's a spin drift. It's sparkling water with
0: squeezed fruit. But the moment I'm done with this, I'm going across the street to that quest. And I feel like I'm going back to the scene of the crime. Because, you know, the last time I went there for a test, it wasn't for a pee test. Uh-oh. Fertility. It not when I got snipped. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you have to go back there after the operation to (laughs) do your business into a cop. To make sure you're shooting blanks. Yeah, sort of like Frank Drebin in The Naked Gun. I have a buddy who had testicular cancer. So while he had cancer, he
1: had to make some deposits for months just in case. They lopped one off, gave him the nudicle, which is the fake testicle. And now he's paying $350 every year to keep that on ice And he had to, at work, he works in the hospital. Keep the sperm on ice? Keep the sperm on ice.
0: You have to pay $250 in a storage fee?
1: Yeah, I'd say give it to me. I'll risk it. I'm going to keep it in my downstairs fridge. But he had to, he works in the hospital. So at work, they told him, okay, you have an hour from the time you do it. Yeah. Till when we can put it in the cup and it gets frozen. But he had to be in work at a certain time. So he actually went into a stall at work and took care of it there. (laughs) I think that's inappropriate.
0: With aid or not? Not no far as aid? far as I know. He was just. I, I think a he could dry rub. I think he took care of it himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like no magazines or. I think he was just going with the old. There wasn't a. There the was JPEGs
1: a, up in the head.
0: There wasn't like a Harvey Weinstein secretary available to <laughs> just sort of stand there, or anything like that. He just there's pulled no a potted plant no right out no of stall. <laughs>
1: Tim Ben's joining me on the Crowley Show.
0: Oh, God, never mind. We couldn't even air the next thing I was about to say. go ahead. I'll save Tom the edit. Go ahead. Where are we going next? I had a friend (laughs) who took a drug
1: test, and he was a pot smoker. I mean, a big-time pot smoker. And his thought was, well, I'm going to come up positive. So my idea the night before the test was to smoke as much weed as possible. I mean, just bong hit, bong hit, bong hit, bong hit. So much so that he would get there the next day.
0: They would look at the results and go, "Oh, there's no way that's right. That can't possibly be right. That's pretty poor planning. It was dumb." I also had another friend. Well, can I give you? Can I give you like a, a, a actually sports pertinent?
1: I guess allegory to gonna, this year. You're going to ruin I, the show. I've,
0: I've told you. I've told you the story on the air, haven't I? About Martavis, my friend who was in Martavis's apartment. I don't think you said it on the air. No, I said it on the air. Okay, yeah, I've said it on the air before. That you know between his. Uh, uh, what, what, was, what was he going to do, like, failed, Like I'm going to get sued for this after he failed another drug test? So, like, this was, I was told this after his first suspension. This is before the year-long suspension. So it was in between that he thought he could cleanse himself with, like, tons of GNC body cleanse. So my friend was in his house Dear once. Oh, God. And basically he had a TV, a couch, a coffee table, a bed, and that was it. in the entire apartment. Everything else was floor to ceiling GNC body cleanse, and he was told by someone, "If you take enough of this, you can cleanse yourself from whatever it is you've taken." Obviously, that was very, very poor advice because he failed the next test and wound up suspended. Google it, Google it, you dumbass. Yes. So, if you're wondering how how can Martavis do such a thing, the answer is that he just somebody at GNC said, "Oh, we've got a whale in here." We're going to make some money today.
1: Yo, does this uh, this make me not come up positive on the urine test? Yeah, man, buy it all. Okay, yeah. there we go.
0: Meanwhile, 19-year-old Skippy behind the counter who's, you know, at Duquesne, in between classes working a shift here before his night history 101 course. Yeah, sure, go ahead. That's what I heard. That's what I Googled on the internet. I believe everything I read on Google. Hair down to his nipples. Although we just Hippie. encourage people to go on Google and read about the Atkins flu, so I guess we're no better. We're huh?
1: teaching people a lot of things these days. Tim Ben's joining me on the Crowley Show. My friend, not the same one, but also a big-time pot smoker. Good thing we don't have to get tested in radio. He brought in somebody else's urine, taped to his leg, and it spilled in the waiting room, and he just got up and walked out. <laughs> he just oh he punted. God. He said, F this, I'm done. Am I going to get patted down for somebody else's urine? You very well might. Are you an Entourage guy? You ever watch Entourage? Yeah, I saw Entourage. They did I remember the, the fake episode. Yeah, yeah, the fake penis.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I don't have one of those packed on me right now. That's kind
1: of what he was going for, but he went the the low budget version and got all like, over uh, the way.
0: Ontario Smith, the Wizenator. Yeah, he got busted with the Wizenator in the yes, uh, airport. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tim, sports. Bonnie Rotten sells similar devices on her website. By she the way. scares me, Tim. Yeah. She's a friend. I know. She scares me less knowing... you scared of my friend? (laughs) She scares me less
1: knowing knowing that she's your friend, but (laughs) she she looks like she could snap my head off with her butt cheeks. She could. Both of them. (laughs) Andrew McCutcheon, you wrote a column about his return to Pittsburgh and how it will be different than Marc-Andre Fleury's. Uh, I think it's a very good point. Not often does a guy get to leave on these kind of circumstances like Marc-Andre Fleury. Andrew McCutcheon universally people are going on that one so when he returns i'm sure that the reception will be the same in the ballpark but the energy around it like you mentioned is going to be totally different.
0: yeah the the way i wrapped up the column was the energy that you felt the reaction that you got from the crowd when flurry was here was thank you for being in pittsburgh and mccutcheon the reaction you're going to get at pnc park will be we think that you should still be in pittsburgh and that's different. It's different to the organization, not so much the player. Now, look, I'll tell you, uh, I haven't covered an athlete that I've enjoyed more than Andre Fleury. When it comes to covering him, I'm not saying he's the best athlete I've ever, just the guy I've enjoyed covering the most is Mark Andre Fleury. I didn't have that same reaction or relationship with Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon was a great baseball player, best pirate since Barry Bonds, but I could give or take him when it came to covering. I had more blah interactions with him than good by far. Um, so I- I'm not going to be as emotionally invested in this one, for sure. Uh, the fans, they don't care. They don't need to know that. It doesn't matter to them. He's been their guy. So they're going to react like this is the guy that helped us turn the corner for the Pittsburgh Pirates coming out of 20 years of darkness. But it's not going to be that same kumbaya feeling where everybody, like, there will be some people turning around with middle fingers towards the owner's seats. There wasn't that at PPG Paints Arena on Tuesday night.
1: No, not at all. Everyone's reaching for the tissues and rubbing their eyes. Tim, did you see that the Pirates have... Increase the ticket prices for that series.
0: It's good business. It's the only, it's the only series oh. they'll sell out.
1: Oh, So they make money by Andrew McCutcheon walking out the door, and they're going to make money by Andrew McCutcheon coming back. That sucks. Bleep, man.
0: Yeah, it shows that whenever there are meetings to talk about such things, there's nobody who's really in charge of optics. Like, I, I don't think the PR departments are exactly... Brought in with their opinions on such things. And if they are, they are shouted down quickly when the bottom line is there. They're going to have to figure out a way to turn a buck any way they can this year. They will. Look at this. Look at it to this meet way. their bottom lines I'm talking about. We all yeah, know yeah, they're yeah. going to profit. But whatever profit they're going to turn, whatever percentage profit they are going to turn, they're going to have to figure out how to do that because they're not getting anybody through the gates.
1: Do you see what the Rangers did today? No. They posted a message and sent it out to all their season ticket holders that they're going to be moving – Some of the familiar faces, they basically waved the white flag, said, hey, we're rebuilding. Sorry, we didn't win a Stanley Cup. In fact, they said, while we're proud of all the accomplishments we did have, we didn't reach our ultimate goal of bringing the Stanley Cup back to New York. They legitimately said, we're done. It's over. We're punting.
0: We're open for business.
1: We're open for business. And I
0: like that it's that refreshing. I like the honesty. I wish the
1: Pirates would have done the same Basically, damn thing. Basically,
0: they picked up the Pittsburgh newspapers looking to see who the, the Penguins might be interested in trading. By accident, came across a couple of Pirates columns and said, <laughs> you know what? We should do the opposite of that. That's because that's exactly to your point. What they're, doing. they're doing the opposite of what the Pirates are yeah, doing. Yeah, and it's the way the Pirates should operate. Well, we've got just as good of a chance to win the World Series without
1: these guys as we did with them. Well, okay, sure, but don't say it, you jackasses.
0: Tim? Good luck peeing. And everybody thinks, by the way, that the Penguins are going to get Miller now. But Miller's young and cheap, so I don't think they're going to get Miller. I think that's J.T. A guy, Miller? Yeah, that they're going to actually hold on to
1: They're going to hold on to
0: him. You know who I wouldn't mind is Grabner. Oh, sure. You want to play with speed? Give that's, me, me Hagman uh, and Grabner, baby. There, there's a guy who, like, you just get him so he stops scoring against you. Right. Because he always scores against the <laughs> Go get Broussard, too. Well, Broussard's other, yeah, brass F arm. the cap. Get I, them all. I, yeah, yeah, go above and beyond the cap. Speaking of which, Le'Veon Bell call him tomorrow. Oh yeah, the trib, so people can read about that. Since we're on the topic of drug testing too,
1: we look forward to it. Thanks, Tim Benz.
0: Good luck with your other person's. I've got a
1: cyst. He's got a pee. We're both dieting. We're miserable people right now. Coming up next, something. It's the Crowley Show. A little breaking news coming out of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Steelers have hired Tom Bradley as the defensive backs coach. Y'all know Tom Bradley, right? He's my dude. He's kind of everyone's dude. That's why the media is so excited right now. Jerry Dulac is good buds with Tom Bradley. Everyone's good buds for the love of God with Tom Bradley. Is he going to be a good defensive backs coach? Sure, why not? I can't tell you he's not going to be. Although the UCLA defense this year was awful. And he was the coordinator. They gave up like 300 rushing yards a game. And he was the DC. But Steelers already got one of those. And his defense gave up 45 points in the a- AFC divisional round. I like the hire. I don't have a reason to not like it. Steelers also hire Carl Dunbar. Carl Dunbar. As the defensive line coach, and John Mitchell, who used to hold that position along with being the assistant head coach, will now just be the assistant head coach, and Carl Dunbar will take his responsibilities. Dunbar, recently the defensive line coach of the national champions of the NCAA, the Crimson Tide. I think the Steelers need a new blood on defense. I said it right after the Steelers lost. You're not going to cut the defensive coordinator. You're not going to say goodbye to the guy who's only had the job for a few years. The defense has gotten better each year since he's been here. The playoff failure, disaster. Against the Patriots the year before, a disaster. But the defense is, to me, if you look at the total body of work, have been getting better, and I think you give them one more year. You don't want to change too much up. You don't want to change the entire scheme. I personally wouldn't mind to see the Steelers go to a 4-3 permanently. They play a 4-3 look when they go to the sub-package football anyhow. But that's a lot of change when you've got three years, at most, to capitalize with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. So I thought make... Some tweaks on the defensive side of the ball. Make some tweaks. Fire a couple of people. Bring in a couple of new dudes who will add some new blood. Joey Porter is a guy that I wanted to be showing the door, and that didn't happen. I like Joey personally. I like Carnell Lake personally. Yeah! But I'm okay with Joey Porter being cut, being fired if the Steelers wanted to do that because he got arrested on the south side. He got into some problems in high school football games, and oh yeah, he didn't help Jarvis Jones grow throughout his career, and Bud Dupree hasn't progressed as quickly as Steelers fans would have liked. Connor Lake, he wants to spend more time with his family, or that's what the Steelers are telling us? Good. Good dude. Good player. But Artie Burns needed to get better from year one to year two. I don't think he did. Sean Davis needed to be better from year one to year two. I don't think he was. So new blood will help the Steelers. I'm all for it. No major sweeping changes other than offensive coordinator. You can't change out both coordinators. That's way too much. Way too big of a facelift. Hell, the Patriots, who are as stable as any franchise ever, with Belichick and Brady, they didn't want to lose their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator at the same time. Why would the Steelers want to do the same thing? Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. The Rangers, New York. They sent out a tweet basically waving the white flag on their season and on their last five years. I have a good buddy, a couple of good buddies, in fact, who are New York Rangers fans. And both of them, after they beat the Penguins, Back in 2014, thought the Rangers had an opportunity to have a dynasty. They were really stinking good. And they had a great goaltender. Still do. But bounces didn't go their way in the Kings series. Then they got to a Game 7 the next year against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Game 7s are coin flips. Didn't win that one, had they? They could have won the Stanley Cup that year. They wound up not winning a cup. Now they've got a punt on that era of New York Rangers hockey. Here's what was said in the statement, quote, while we are proud of all those accomplishments, we didn't reach our ultimate goal of bringing the Stanley Cup back to New York, end quote. I wish to God the Pirates would do that. F the Jolly Roger put up a white damn flag. Wave that son bitch. Instead of lying to the fans and saying we're doing this for financial flexibility to contend next year. We're still good now, but we're going to use that as financial flexibility. Instead of saying things like, this doesn't affect our ability to win the World Series. Instead of lying, let's just call a spade a spade. Instead of lying, I think honesty could go a long way for these Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know if it can ever repair the lying that's been done already. But from the start, they should have been transparent the way the New York Rangers are being right now. The New York Rangers stink. They lost last night. They got blown at by Boston. Blown at. Elaine Vigneault needs to go. They got blowed to bleep out. And instead of saying, well, we're going to try to get better, we're going to add pieces, instead of doing the wrong thing or instead of lying about doing the right thing, they just do the right thing and they tell you what they're doing. The Pirates can learn a hell of a lot. From the New York Rangers. Well, the Rangers always spend to the cap. That's one thing to learn. They spend money. They try to win. But the thing that they need to learn from this is honesty goes a long way. There's such a negativity surrounding the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. Such a negativity. And it's not totally about the way that they run things. It's about that plus the fact they lie about it. They feed you nonsense. It's like Neil Huntington's holding your mouth open and Bob Nutting's just pouring pills down your throat. They're all in cahoots. They're all doing it together. They're all BS artists. My God, Frank Coonley's the worst. Anytime Frank Coonley speaks, it's almost as if Bob Nutting's hand is up his backside and flapping his lips. Neil Huntington, he's had some good moments for the Pirates, but that guy's a robot. And it's the same thing. If one hand is up Coonley's butt, then the other hand's up Huntington's butt. They lie. And now they're not popular. If you're a young, rebuilding team, people can get behind that. If you're a young, rebuilding team that can get fans excited because you watch players grow into... Future champion. At least that's the hope, right? But now a rebuilding team doesn't feel sexy at all. Rebuilding rarely feels sexy, but at least there's hope in a rebuild. There's no hope here now in Pittsburgh because you're getting spoon fed BS from Pirates management the entire time. I'm honest. Lying never gets you anywhere. It really doesn't. When my wife and I broke up in college, it was a break. It was a year. So you go out and you do some things. I probably drank more in that year than I have had to drink my entire life combined. And when we got back together, she said we should probably tell each other what went on when we were broken up. And I said, okay, yeah. And then I... Didn't tell her everything. Because I was the one who got broken up with at first. And I was afraid that if I told her everything, she wouldn't want to get back together with me. And I didn't want to lose my opportunity to be with her. It was a natural lie to tell. But a lie nonetheless. And guess what happens months down the road? Once you're back in your happy relationship, the lies come out. You get smacked in the face with the truth. And, brother, it was not pretty. If I had told the truth from the start, she just would have said, okay, fine. I did stupid things, too. It's okay. And you move on, and you date, and you get married, and things are great. And things did wind up being great, but the lie, man, it created some friction for a while. I am pro the truth. I always say transparency, the number one virtue of the Crowley Show... It's my virtue in life now. Always tell the truth. If you lie, it comes back to bite you in the ass. There are only a few things that you can be called that are worse than being called a liar. Not going to run down the list, but there are a few things worse. Pirates Brass, Top On Down, Huntington, Coonley, and of course Bob Nutting. They're all liars, and they should take a page out of the New York Rangers book. And tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Damn it. 412 2874 Tweet me at underscore Adam Kraut. Tom Bradley coming back. Had a brief stint in Morgantown. Got me tickets a couple of times to West Virginia football games. One was the TCU game that West Virginia was up nine. With like five minutes to go. And if we had won, we'd have had an opportunity to win the Big 12, and we blew it, of course. Nice. Love you, Bradley. But well, that sucked. Should be a fine defensive backs coach. Even if he's not, and even if is not a great defensive line coach, they're different. And different's not always better just because it is different, but this team needs new blood. This team needs to look at things a little bit more differently. I'm not going to grade... They're coaching staff hires right now. But I like the fact that they did change some things up. Coming up next from the Trib, Joe Rudder will discuss these coaching changes and what do the Steelers need to do with Le'Veon Bell? What happened in that room with Art Rooney II yesterday? All that and more coming up next. You're listening to The Crowley Show.